good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Playbaker, your announcer for this, the 20th Sunday after Pentecost. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinegar, and the acolytes are Carson Ray and Jordan Playbaker. Today's broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn today is Rejoice, O Pilgrim Throng, verses 1 through 4 and verse 7 on page 813 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Rejoice, O Pilgrim Throng, verses 1 through 4 and verse 7 on page 813 of the Lutheran Service Book. Welcome to worship this morning. It's wonderful to be with you all here in the Lord's house to, to worship him and to receive his gifts today of word and sacrament. Let's stand this morning. Let's greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi to them and welcome them today. And as you are finishing up with your greetings, we have just a few announcements before we continue with our worship today. First of all, there is no men's glee practice this coming Wednesday. I was given, to that, note, I was given that note by, by Lori. Also, today after worship is a potluck luncheon, and the, uh, the voters' assembly meeting will immediately follow that luncheon. So that is all going to happen over in the fellowship hall at school. Next, uh, there, the, there are two Reformation services coming up next Sunday that I want to make you aware of. First of all is our own here on Sunday morning, 500th anniversary, and we have several things uh, planned for you, um, one of which is we are going to be on that day, on that Sunday, dedicating uh, our day school faculty and staff. So you, you want to make sure to see that and to be a part of it. We also have an all-community choir. Uh, the bells and the children and the adults and everybody is going to be singing for us at one time. I can tell you, I listened to a practice of it. It brought tears to my eyes, and I kid you not. It was beautiful, and I can't wait for all of you to hear it uh, at our Reformation service, 10 o'clock this coming Sunday. 
And then also the circuit church, I'm sorry, the circuit churches reformation service is that evening, 7 o'clock at Emmanuel um, in Lockwood. Uh, if you do not know how to get there, please find me and I will be happy to uh, direct you as best as we can. So please plan on attending that as well. The circuit reformation service at 7 o'clock p.m. at Emmanuel in Lockwood. There is a community choir that will be singing uh, for that as well. And we certainly do invite you to join us every Sunday morning for uh, adult Bible class and Sunday school. Both begin at 8.45. So we encourage you to be uh, with us and a part of that as well. Let's go to our Lord in prayer as we begin worship this morning. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for today. We give you thanks and praise for Sunday, this Lord's Day, upon which we gather here, called here by your Spirit, through your Gospel. Lord, as we worship here on this, the third day, we remember, Lord, certainly your crucifixion, but also, Lord, your glorious resurrection. And Lord, we ask now that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal and heart, mind, and soul for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our opening hymn is number 813, Rejoice, O Pilgrim Throng. We're going to be singing verses 1 through 4 and verse 7. Verses 1 through 4 and verse 7.
make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgive the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father. I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead, and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Glory be to the Father, to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord be with you. 
Let us pray. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, have mercy on us, that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through the things, through things temporal, that we lose not the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Thus says the Lord to his appointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have grasped to subdue nations before him and to lose the belts of kings, to open doors before him that gates may not be closed. I will go before you and level the exalted places. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes in secret places that you may know that it is I Lord God of Israel, who called you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel my chosen, I call you by your name. I name you, though you do not know me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Because me there is no God. Besides me there is no God. I equip you, through you, though you do not know me, that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west, that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light, and I create darkness. I make well-being, and I create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now have a special music by the Trinity Adult Choir.
Thank you very much, singers, for that very, very beautiful piece. Thank you. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message today with Miss Amanda Menning, who is making her way up. Now is a good time to bring your Mighty Mites up as well. Can you guys see me? Good morning. How are you? Good. In today's gospel message, we are going to hear how the Pharisees asked Jesus some very tricky questions about ownership. So let's talk about what that means, ownership. What do you guys do at the beginning of the school year, or what does your mom or dad do with your uh, coat, or with your crayon box, or with your items, so that they don't get mixed up with everybody else's? What do they do, Cordell? They what? Okay, what else might they do? Keenan? They put, their, they put your name on them, right? So on the tag of your coat, it says Cordell or Keenan. So when you leave it downstairs after recess, we know who that belongs to. How many of you have seen the movie Toy Story? Anybody seen the movie Toy Story? What does Andy do with all of his toys so that everybody knows which toys are Andy's? What do they do, August? What does he do? That's right. He writes his name on the bottom of their feet so they know that they belong to Andy. If I showed you this picture, would you know who made this item? If I showed you this picture, who would this belong to? Hey, Hallie? That's right. If I showed you this picture, you would know John Deere had made this item, whatever it was on. If I showed you this picture, would you know what country this person might belong to if they had this kind of a flag? Keenan? That's right. What about this one? Some of you have some family members that might belong to this club or have ownership in this club. Anybody know what this one stands for? Hallie? The Lions Club. We have one here in town, right? We have all these different symbols that help us know who we belong to or, or uh, who might own us. But God gave us a very special way to know that ultimately we belong to him. Does anyone know what that might be? August? Okay, he sent Jesus to die for us and save us, right? But he made us very special so that every day we would know we are his. Do you know how that is? Yep. We are his in baptism. What do you see in this picture? Who do you see, McKinley? Do you see yourself? 
Every single time you look in the mirror, you are made in the image of God. And that's a reminder that we are his and that we belong to him. We may belong to other organizations here on earth, but God ultimately created us and owns us. And so Jesus used that to answer the tricky questions that the Pharisees were trying to ask him. Ultimately, we belong to Jesus, we are his, and every time we look in the mirror, we are reminded of what an amazing thing that is. So let's fold our hands and bow our heads and pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for the reminder every day that we belong to God. And we know we are so important to him that he created us in his image. We love you, Lord. Amen. The epistle lesson today comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. Paul, Savannah, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to you, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators for us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Archaia. Not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Archaia, but your faith in God has grown forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turn to God from idols, idols to serve the living and one true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. According to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle Jesus in his talk. And they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. 
saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully. And you do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Our hymn of the day is We Give Thee But Thine Own, found on page number 781 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, We Give Thee But Thine Own, page number 781. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's message is the gospel lesson that was just read. Uh, we are continuing on through this, really this 
conversation that Jesus is having with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And so we will be using that and be referencing it as we go along. It's really so very easy, isn't it? We live in, the, in 2017, we live in a politically charged climate. And it can be so easy to get wrapped up in it. We have 24-hour access, seven days a week, 365 days a year, to the news. If you've ever turned on Fox News or CNN or any of these other news channels, you can barely see the people that are talking because there's all these things all around just going, and there's this information just flying by, and you're trying to read this, and you're trying to listen, and you just can't keep it up. And these news stations and these media outlets may or may not be putting out a little bit of propaganda so that your opinion and that your belief is moved and altered in such a way that you believe what they do. And it can be so easy to get wrapped up. They try to direct your opinion and mine about how we should feel about this particular president, about that past particular president, about how we should feel about this particular Congress, and how we should feel about this particular government how we should feel about the other side. And then when you finish watching or reading, you are so wrapped up and you are so emotionally charged up that you log on to Facebook or your email right away and you find a meme or a quote or something that agrees exactly with what you are thinking and before you even think, you press send. And you post it. When, if you had just taken two seconds to think about what you sent and what you posted before you sent it, you may have realized that when you weren't paying attention, that you violated the Eighth Commandment. That you should not speak falsely against your neighbor. That you should not slander against him or her, and also, by the way, that everything that you talk about them, everything that you say about them, should be explained in the kindest way possible. But, you say, but, but what if this president gets elected? What if this Congress gets elected? What if, this, if, if the House is in their favor and not in ours? What if the other side gets its way? What will happen to us? What will happen to our future? What will happen to the future of our country? What happens if they take this away? What happens if they take that away? What happens, what happens, what happens if? The answer that Jesus gives to the Herodians and the Pharisees who were trying to entangle him in his words. Tells us everything that we need to know and gives us the answer to those questions about what if and what if the other side gets its way, what if so-and-so gets elected, whose country will it be? And the Pharisees and the Herodians, they come to him seeking to entangle him in his words, trying to trap him 
into saying something that they can use in order to arrest him and then eventually kill him. And Jesus' answer, which is actually, if you, if, you've, if you read it closely and if you thought about it, it's a, it's a non-answer. <laughs> Tells us everything that we need to know. It is almost as if Jesus' non-answer, what, what he is saying to them, sort of, sort of leaps off the page. Guys, you're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. And the reason why we know this is because he has just spent the last three conversations with them telling them who he is. The context of this conversation is important. He has just finished three scathing parables that are directed precisely at them, and they know it. They are the son of the two sons that didn't obey the father's command. They are the wicked tenants that threw the air out of the vineyard, beat him, and killed him. They are the ones who were invited to the king's grand and fantastic and lavish feast, but didn't make it in. Now, the two different groups of people who come to Jesus, they both have gripes against him. First of all, with the Pharisees. Jesus is telling them, well, that, that he is God, that he is king. He ha has just gotten done trying to explain to them that he is the son. He is the heir of the owner of the vineyard. He is the king who is throwing this wedding feast. And the Pharisees are concerned with, well, we, we have no king currently who is sitting on the throne, so how is it that we are supposed to live? What's the best way for us to behave? So they have every reason to ask him, well, Jesus, what do you think? Should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? And the Herodians, and this is, is, is really funny, because the Pharisees and the Herodians, they're, they're enemies. They don't like each other at all. And so enemies come together to confront a common enemy in the person of Jesus Christ. And the Herodians are sort of, they're sort of like kings, but they, they're, not, they're not kings in the, in the sense of that they have been willed or that they are the son of so-and-so, and so they are therefore the king. No, they are just sort of these rulers that have been put in place, and they are told very clearly that you can stay in rule so long as you don't mess it up. And so, if there is an insurrection against Caesar, they need to go and they need to squash it out immediately because then, then they lose their post, they lose their authority, and they lose their place in society. And it reflects upon them. And so they come to Jesus, and they think that they have asked the perfect question. There is no way that Jesus is going to be able to wiggle out of this one. And so they ask him, and well, of course, they try, if you look at your text, they try to really butter him up first, right? You know, so let's see. It says, teacher, we know 
that you are true and that you teach the way of God truthfully and, and you don't care about anyone's opinion for you're not swayed by appearances. And so tell us what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And they think that they have him. And Jesus knows. He knows that if he answers that it is lawful to pay taxes to Caesar, he knows that he runs the risk of possibly becoming discredited with the others who are there, the crowds that, are, that, that, that have been there watching this entire conversation happen. And he knows that if he says no, that we shouldn't pay taxes to Caesar, well then he knows that he will be counted as an insurrectionist. They will have reason to arrest him, and then they will eventually kill him, which kind of, ironically enough, eventually happens anyway. But Jesus says, no, no, guys, not, not yet. And then it's, and so, Jesus gives them a non-answer. He asked for a coin, a Denarius. Now, on these coins, there were only so many of them made. On these coins is two things, a picture of Caesar and an inscription, which literally says, of Caesar. The coin belongs to Caesar. And so Jesus asks for this coin. He takes one look at it, sees the inscription that is on it, and says, whose, whose image is this and whose in inscription? And he says very flatly, very plainly, very matter-of-factly, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Because it says, literally, of Caesar's. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and give to God what is God's. A non-answer. And then in your, the last verse of this text, it says, and they, and they marveled, at what he said. They marveled at him. Now, keep in mind that they are not marveling, they are not blown away by his intellectual prowess. They are not marveled or blown away by how smart of a guy that he is. No. They marveled because he somehow figured out a way to wiggle out of it. And they had lost that particular conversation. You see, as much as we would like to try to make this text about church and state, it's not. This text is not about church and state. Because if it was, Jesus would have answered the, the question completely differently. The non-answer tells us everything that we need to know. Jesus could have very well said, yes, you do need to pay taxes to Caesar because that's whose rule and reign that you are under, and this is what you should do. He could have said that. He could have also said, no, don't pay taxes to Caesar because you are under God's reign, and we don't have to listen to anything that Caesar says. He, he could have said that. But he didn't. His non-answer tells us everything that we need to know. They want to know whose coin it is. And Jesus says, guys, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whose coin that it is. Because, guys, you're asking the wrong question. It doesn't matter because you're asking the wrong question. Question. Instead, guys, ask the right question. 
Who are you, Jesus? And what have you come to do? And so who, who is he? Who is Jesus? He is the son that obeyed and did his father's will. He is the son of the owner of the vineyard who, was, who went to go see the wicked tenants and was thrown out and beaten and killed. He is the king who threw the lavish and fantastic wedding feast and invited everybody to come, but only a few make it in. He is the king who, he is the king, he is Lord. And as the catechism so wonderfully says, he is Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own. And so, again, we ask that question, whose, whose coin is it? Whose country is it? What will happen if the other side wins? What will, what will happen if so-and-so gets elected? What will happen if this Congress is in charge? What will happen if this House and Senate is in charge? It doesn't really matter. And the reason why we know that it doesn't really matter is because we know the answers to the question that they should have asked. Who are you, Jesus? And what have you come to do? Yes, continue to participate in our country. Continue to be a good and law-abiding citizen. Continue to, to vote. Continue to pay those Taxes continue to be a law-abiding citizen in this country according to its laws. But folks, there is absolutely no reason for us to worry ourselves sick. There is absolutely no reason for us to lay awake at night wondering what is going to happen to this country and what is going to happen to our world, what is going to happen to the, to the country that we are leaving to our kids, because you know what? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because your Lord is the one who reigns. Your Lord is the one in whom your life in his hands is found. Your destiny, your future belongs to him. Remember very clearly what the Psalms say. They say very clearly the, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And so it doesn't really do us any good to, to, to harbor hate or resentment for the other side. It doesn't do us any, any good to, to worry ourselves sick. It doesn't do us any good to, to, to try to fire off these Facebook posts and these emails and all sorts of, of other things. It doesn't matter because of the answer to the question that really matters. Who is Jesus? And what has he come to do? He is Lord. 
in whom your life has been purchased and found. He is Messiah in whom came to be crucified on a cross for everybody, for your side and the other side. Jesus loves Republicans. He loves Democrats. He loves Libertarians and the Green Party and every other party that you can possibly think of. He came and he lived and he was crucified and he died for all. And that's why it doesn't really matter. Because of who Jesus is and because of what he has done and continues to do for you. I close with this quote. It's from a, um, a very uh, well-known Lutheran theologian. His name is Yaroslav Pelikan. And he said this, and it's just, it's just an incredible statement. He said, that if Jesus has not been resurrected, then nothing else matters. And folks, if Jesus has been resurrected, then nothing else matters. In the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. It's now time for us to gather our tithes and offerings. Uh, in the pew on the aisle side is the, is the red sign-in book. Members and guests, please sign that book so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Those who receive it on the window sides, please send it back towards the aisle uh, so that the ushers can pick up the top page. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church 
is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Trinity Sunday School meets every morning at 845 in the school. There, is, there are classes for the youth and an adult Bible study. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible study groups meet the week and surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is the Enduring Reformation Moment and Message of Grace. And the speaker is the Reverend Dr. Gregory Seltz. The Reformation was quite a moment for Martin Luther, but also for people who suddenly heard of a merciful God who really cared for them. You may, might read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. The flowers on the altar today are given by Mike and Edith Harmon in remembrance of Colleen Pugh's birthday on October 27th. The radio broadcast and the podcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Remembering our seasoned saints are Ella Kleibaker, Ethel Helmkamp, Grace Doss, Joe Pennington, Lauren Kleibaker, Norma Kaiser, Pete Doss, and Ursula McGee. And we now return to the church for the receiving of the offerings and for the beginning of Holy Communion. We have a few folks that we want to remember to pray for in our prayers this morning. First of all, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Overman, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Elmer Kaiser, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Landreth Worm, Marjean Clanton, Larry Kilhoffer, Karen Kleibaker, June Fritz, and Lena Bremer. Also for Sheila Cadell, she is the daughter of Lauren and Nathelma Barnes, who had surgery on Monday. And also for the Lauren Barnes family upon the death of his sister, Irma Sickman, this past week. Also, uh, for the family of Janie Doss, whose mother passed away yesterday. We also celebrate with those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. 
Uh, first for Jim and Lois Gaddy, who are celebrating 55 years of marriage on October the 28th, and also for those celebrating birthdays for Delphine Hessman, uh, who will be celebrating her 80th birthday on the 23rd, and for Joe Pennington, who will be celebrating his 84th birthday on the 28th. With that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we praise you that by your Holy Spirit you have revealed to us who you are and what you have done for us. Help us, we pray, when times of concern and anxiety over the country that we live in and the world, when those concerns overwhelm us. Help us, Lord, to seek you first above all else, because you have promised to give us the rest of what we need. When we are tempted to speak quickly instead of being contemplative, forgive us. And help us only to speak those things that are lovely, pure, and honorable. Lord, in your mercy. God, our Father, you have, you have appointed on earth governments and institutions that are accountable to you. Bless our nation and those in authority over us. Teach us to be good and faithful citizens who willingly supply the resources needed to provide for the common good. Though we are quick to judge and condemn what we dislike, give us patience and wisdom, that we may encourage and support those who carry the heavy mantle of leadership. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Dear Lord, you have set apart a people for yourself, and washed them in the blood of the Lamb to be your very own, to live under you in your kingdom forevermore. Give us faith that we may daily be restored through repentance and forgiveness, and renew our hearts and spirits in the cause of holiness, righteousness, and faithfulness. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God, our Father, we have, you have loved and chosen us according to your mercy, and called us through the living voice of your word. Grant to us the healthful spirit of your grace, that what you have begun in us may be brought to completion, when Christ appears in his glory on the last day. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God, our Father, your Son has borne the weight of our sins and carried the weakness of our flesh in his body on the cross. Be with the sick, the suffering, the grieving, and the dying in their hour of need. We especially remember before you all those that we have listed on our health list, uh, also for the Lauren Barnes family, and also for Sheila Cadell. Uh, Lord, we ask that, that you would be with them and ever close to them. Also, Lord, for Janie Doss and her family upon the passing of her mother. And also, Lord, for all those who we know that are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts. Dear Lord, we ask that everyone who calls on you may find comfort in your presence, healing according to your will, and be sustained through their afflictions. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, especially, Lord, for Jim and Lois upon their 55th wedding anniversary. 
We pray to you that by your Spirit you would enable them to remain faithful to each other and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another, and especially their love for you. Also, Lord, we pray for Joe and Delphine, who have birthdays this coming week. Thank you for sustaining them in life to this day. And we pray that your face would shine upon them every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Finally, Lord, you have given us not only body, not only bread for the body, but the word that endures forever. We come to our Lord's table at his invitation to receive the gift of his flesh and blood in this holy sacrament. Give us grace that what we have received with our lips we may keep in holy lives. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. With your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. 
I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Our first communion hymn will be, O Sing to the Lord, found on page number 808 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, O Sing to the Lord, page number 808.
Praise Thee, page number 617 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, O Lord, we praise Thee, page number 617. Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen.
give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the saints, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
visitors today. We're very glad that you were here to worship with us. Thank you to all for braving the drizzle and the cold uh, to be here um, to worship with us today. We pray that your time here was a very blessed one. Uh, now we go over to the fellowship hall for food. And um, somebody clapped, so that's good, yeah. Uh, and uh, for our potluck and then for the voters' assembly meeting that will follow immediately after. Um, why don't we go ahead and pray for our meal. Let's all together say the common table prayer. Come, Lord Jesus, Come, be Lord our Jesus, guest. Come, Lord Jesus, be our let guest. These and let these gifts to us be blessed. And may our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. Okay, uh, you are dismissed. I look forward to seeing everybody very, very soon. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.christatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer today has been Carol Flybaker. Have a blessed week.